Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the Galileo Project. That's correct, the Galileo Project. Now, this is something that uh, famous astronomer there, Avi Loeb, is talking about kicking off. Kind of like the 360 project we covered here a while back that didn't get kicked off in the U.S. at least. And that's where you place these cameras all over the place. And you point them at the sky and you try to catch a UFO. But what Avi's trying to do is it goes beyond that. And these things he's looking at putting up, uh, I have concerns about it. They could be used as real spyware. But we'll get into this and see if it's something that's feasible or not. Now, this article comes to us from thedailybeast.com. It says, coming to a rooftop near you, a UFO spotting spy cam. It's a creative and inexpensive way to potentially find aliens in the sky above us. Written by David Axe, updated June 17th, 2023. It says, an ex-spook made an incredible claim about aliens last week. David Charles Grush, a former official with the U.S. National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, and the U.S. National Reconnaissance Office told the debrief that the feds possess what the publication described as intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. Of course, we've been all over the story for the last couple of weeks. But there's a catch. There's no actual evidence to back up Grush's claim. No evidence that the government is sitting on a bunch of derelict alien spacecraft. And no evidence... Aliens even exist for that matter. Worse for Fox Mulder style true believers, no one's even looking for extraterrestrials near Earth, at least not with any real scientific rigor. Wow. You can tell from this paragraph right there that this guy's a real know it all. I mean, first off, there's been tons of proof. Um, no, not proof, evidence. Everything from UFO metamaterial to eyewitness accounts. You know, we have people sitting in prison today based on nothing more than eyewitness accounts. But when it comes to a UFO, all of a sudden that same eyewitness who could put another citizen in prison for the rest of their life with their testimony is considered a, a conspiracy theorist or a nut. Secondly, there's lots of people looking for uh, UFOs near Earth. Uh, scientific rigor, I don't know, man. The kind of scientific rigor that creates some of the chaos that we've seen in the last couple of years, Let's be honest, we have lots and lots of, of uh, laymen out there doing work, trying to record these things. Crowdsourcing disclosure is going to yield us far more results than any kind of uh, quote-unquote scientific research. That's my opinion. He continues, that last caveat is about to change. Harvard physicist Avi Loeb and his alien hunting startup, the Galileo Project, is building what they hope will be a global network of skyward pointing sensors whose purpose is to scan, look, and listen for UFOs or to borrow the in vogue and official U.S. government term, unexplained aerial phenomena. So you have an appeal to authority here. You know, right now we have uh, 350 million people in this country, probably closer to 500 million if you count all the people without papers. And most of those people... Well, let's just say probably 400 million of them that are above the age of nine have a cell phone. And uh, 
you know, if you just figure, if you just figure, two hundred and fifty million adults in this country uh, who have enough uh, wherewithal to use that cell phone and point it at the sky are capable of taking a picture of any UFO that they see. Uh, lots and lots of houses have ring cameras and all other sorts of little spy cameras on their houses already. Wouldn't be a reason why they couldn't point these things up, you know, to uh, snap a picture of something that happens to be flying overhead. We get these ring camera photos all the time. Everything from UFOs to paranormal, what look like demons sometimes. And every time somebody posts one, uh, all we hear is that it, uh, they're a hoax or they're trying to make money off it, which most of them don't. The fact is we have enough photographic equipment out there right now that if people would take the time to report these things and to post the pictures online, we've already have the tools. We already have uh, the t technical wherewithal to photograph these things. And there's dozens and dozens and thousands, I suppose, of pictures every day posted of UFOs. The problem is, is that it's not organized properly. Uh, and, and beyond that, the problem is so much of this stuff ends up online uh, without a person attached, without a name, date, and place. A lot of that is because uh, people are afraid to come forward and talk about what they see because of the fear of being debunked. We saw that with the people from Las Vegas, even though they came out in front of the camera and they showed their house, they didn't want to give their name. On the other hand, you have a case like what happened at Battle Axe, Michigan the other day where this guy uh, saw this UFO in a dogfight or in a pseudo dogfight with two uh, F-16s. He came out and gave his name, uh, gave his address, and he was very forthcoming and transparent about who he was and what he saw. If we could change the attitudes of society, of our country, to where people weren't afraid didn't care if they were attacked, then we could attach names, dates, and places to all of these pictures that are circulating online. And the value of that uh, data would increase exponentially. Because right now what you have are, you know, thousands upon thousands of pictures of UFOs taken by people who want to be anonymous. Now, if they could at least report these things to someplace like, uh, move on and link to the picture there and so they would still be able to protect their, their uh, identity we would at least be able to to attach those pictures uh, to a place and a time and perhaps verify them by with with other witnesses so the problem in my opinion is not that we can't collect the evidence it's the way that the evidence is reported and the way that the re evidence is reported um, so badly is because of uh, this depersoning uh, fear, because of the constant harassment uh, toward experiencers by people like this guy right here. I'm not saying that he's harassing people personally, but the attitude that he projects, you know, I'm the authority, anybody that believes in this is a conspiracy theorist, it, it uh, perpetuates this notion that anybody that reports a UFO uh, is a nut. We have to get over that hump. And as experiencers, we have to get to the point where we just don't care anymore, where we're more interested in sharing the truth uh, with our friends and neighbors than we are afraid of our friends and neighbors thinking that we're a nut. And then it goes on and says, that last caveat is about the change Harvard physicist Avi Loeb and his alien hunting startup, the Galileo Project, is building what they hope will be a global network of skyward pointing, skyward pointing sensors 
whose purpose is to scan, look, and listen for UFOs, or to borrow the in vogue and official U.S. government term, unexplained aerial phenomena. He goes on, he says, we want to cover the entire sky at all times with multiple sensors so that we will not be fooled by just one of them and classify objects based on their image and trajectory in the sky, Loeb told the Daily Base. Not be fooled by just one of them. I don't get that. I mean, if you see something, you see something. If it's there, it's there. Nothing to be fooled about. By objects, Loeb means everything that travels through the sky for as long as the sensor network is operational, including potentially quadrillions of birds, balloons, airplanes, and drones just going about their mundane business. Anything the sensors detect that doesn't fall into these known categories, though it could be something unfamiliar, according to Loeb. Now, you see how he's kind of skewing the reporting here. Quadrillions of birds, balloons, and airplanes. Look, man, you this is easily... Uh, it's, it's easy to see if it's a bird or something, okay? Then even the number of balloons is limited, and they're supposed to be tracking those things anyway. It wouldn't be that hard to set up a camera or to just to take your your ring camera or whatever security camera you're already using and point that thing skyward, okay? And people, believe me, are catching all kinds of anomalous objects on these things as it is. Uh, what they need is a quick and easy way to upload those to social networks where they can be shared by everybody instantly, and we can document the location and the time. He says... Something unfamiliar just might be aliens and would warrant follow-up investigation or so goes the thinking behind Galileo's sensor system. The system's design is just as ambitious as its aim. Galileo's first observatory installed on the roof of the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics in Cambridge, Massachusetts includes a radar for actively detecting flying objects at night and in bad weather, a passive receiver that can detect a flying object's own onboard radar, acoustic sensors that listen for sounds of passing objects, as well as optical and infrared cameras that look to the skies for glimpses of something zooming past. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, everything the NSA would love to get their hands on. Think of it as the technological equivalent of our sense of touch, sound, and sight. The instrumentation suite is designed to cast a wide net with a fine mesh using parallel and simultaneous measurements with a high degree of self-corroboration. Loeb and dozens of other co-authors wrote in a peer-reviewed study that was published in the Journal of Astronomical Instrumentation last month. Loeb and his team consulted with, consulted with Jacob Hawk Mizra, an astrobiologist with the Blue Marble Space Institute of Science in Seattle, and Misra signed off on the sensor's suite design. I do think the instrument suite is well designed for the intention of identifying aerial anomalies, Mira told the Daily Beast. Look, it could identify the conversations of people walking on the street. The problem with this, I see, is that it's extremely invasive. I mean, who would want one of these things on their house reporting uh, every spoken word to this uh, AI supercomputer 
And we know that the government's already listening to everything online anyway. Even surveilling just a small swath of the sky with a high degree of fidelity requires overlapping setups observing the same airspace from separate angles and measuring distances by triangulation using multiple sensors at different positions, Lev said. Monitoring the entire planet around the clock could take hundreds if not thousands of observations. They would need constant upkeep. They'd also require a powerful computer back in, vast data storage, plus AI-driven software for analyzing countless sightings. You can see what's happening here. They're taking the act of observation out of the hands of the average person and telling them, look, this is so complicated and so costly that you can't do it. So leave it to us. We'll do the observing and then we will tell you what you need to know. Now, this is not a good thing. Where are they going to get the money for that? Asked Seth Shostak, a scientist at the California-based SETI Institute who has advised Galileo, but questions some of the aspects of the project's plan. The first rooftop observatory alone costs $250,000. That would increase by orders of magnitude in order to cover enough of the sky in order to effectively monitor for UAPs. Like I said, we have already have hundreds of millions of people with cell phone cameras who are monitoring this stuff right now. If anyone can scare up enough, can scare up money for a long shot effort to detect aliens though, it's Loeb, arguably the most accomplished scientist in the fast growing field of UAP detection. Loeb has proved he can organize and secure funding for ambitious scientific expeditions. Well, we know that he's He's right now looking for the UFO crash down in Papua New Guinea. It says this summer, Loeb is leading a team to Papua New Guinea. He's there right now to search for fragments of a very strange meteorite that impacted just off the coast of the tiny Pacific country in 2014. A meteorite, Loeb believes, could contain fragments of alien technology. Loeb swiftly pulled in $1.5 million for that exhibition. Usually what we do is dedicate a lot of effort to get funders excited, Loeb said. It was different on this. People approached me and said, we like we like what you're doing, but paying for hundreds of thousands of $250,000 a pop sensor suites is a financial problem on a potential multi-billion dollar scale. Besides, there might be an easier, cheaper way of scanning Earth's atmosphere for signs of possible UAPs, Shostak said. Instead of starting on the ground and gazing upward, an alien detecting sensor network could start in orbit and gaze downward. We have something like 800 operational satellites orbiting Earth, Shostak said. Many, maybe most, aim downward with cameras. And we can imagine those pictures are all intercepted by some intelligence agency uh, in the U.S. And those pictures are being censored, in my opinion. Why not just get a student to write software to look through all this data, Shostak said. Is there anything flying around that's anomalous that strikes me as a better approach? That's, I don't know, a little facetious maybe. He has to know that the images that those satellites are uh, grabbing are proprietary and they're not going to share them with you. Those satellites cost a lot of money to put up there and the pictures they're taking are worth a lot of money. Of course, many of those 800 satellites belong to private companies or military space agencies that might not be eager to, to just give away data. All the same, Loeb agreed that a space-based approach could complement the ground-based sensors. To that end, the Galileo Project has cut a deal with San Francisco-based satellite operator Planet Labs to access, to access top-down imagery for some of the world's more remote areas where ground-based Observatories might be difficult to install, maintain, and monitor like the Sahara Desert and the Amazon Rainforest for starters.
Yeah, you can imagine. A truly worldwide around-the-clock alien detecting sensor network might be unaffordable and borrowing satellite imagery might not make it much cheaper. So it's not so it's not hard to imagine Galileo's global sensor network turning into a regional or even local one. But even a small network is better than nothing and would represent a huge improvement over the existing approach to spotting UAPs, random civilians point cell phone cameras at objects flitting overhead, or military pilots blowing the whistle about mysterious blips on their radar screens. Once again, you see this author making an appeal to authority, talking about how the efforts of crowdsourcing disclosure aren't enough, how uh, expert witnesses, reliable witnesses like, like pilots aren't enough. Uh, we need to just depend upon uh, this small group of scientists to tell us uh, whether or not UFOs even exist. Galileo's single rooftop setup, complemented by, by a bit of satellite imagery, is already adding scientific rigor to the decades-old practice of staring into the sky and the hope of glimpsing a UFO. We already have more data than all the UA reports of the past, Loeb said. That's a far cry from proving ex-Spook Grush's wild claim that the feds have already found and captured alien craft, but it's a start. Okay, so he says, well, we already have more data than all the reports of the past. Well, where's the data at? Is it is it made publicly available where we can all share it at? No. So honestly, I think that while on the face of it, this might seem like a good idea, the Scalio project that, hey, we're going to put these sensors on top of rooftops and we're going to listen to UFOs and we're going to and we're going to watch UFOs and we've got all this data collecting on them. The problem is you're driving all that data that you collect into a centralized AI system that can be programmed to do whatever you want it to do. Personally, I wouldn't want one of these things anywhere near me. The fact is, the only way that we will ever get disclosure, that we will ever get the truth about this subject, is through crowdsourcing disclosure by just the average people on the street filming these things with their cell phone cameras, with their home security systems, whatever, posting them online to a place like MUFON or some other place where they can just get these on um, the social network, on, on the internet, okay? And then having the courage to, to report at least the location of where the object was seen and the time that it was seen. So then we have an image that we can match with the location and a time. And as we start to do this, as this information starts to be, become uh, publicly available, there'll be plenty of places that will just... Uh, collect the data okay it'll collect on its own just like everything else you find online there'll be places where you can download this stuff like i said mufon's a great start and then we can do our own research we don't need to have a harvard scientist uh, tell us about whether or not uh, a ufo has been uh, recorded plenty of them have been recorded the only thing we lack right now is the information about the actual recordings too many times these things are recorded we don't have a location, we don't have a time, and we don't have a name of a witness. All we have to do is just have people step forward to no longer fear being depersoned, to stand up and be counted. And when you see one of these things, and you happen to be lucky enough to get an image of it, take that image, put it online, tell us where you saw it, what time of the day it was. And if you really feel feel like you want to, you want to contribute to this disclosure project, go ahead and put your name on it. Because that's what's going to bring uh, the, the truth out to where everybody can see what's happening. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.